Hey guys, welcome back to the Dark Side of the Moon podcast. In today's episode, myself and Anne continue on with our series of episodes all about pups by speaking about one of the most asked questions when it comes to puppies, which is how to toilet train your new pup. We talk about how best to set your puppy up for success from day one, how to make a plan of action to teach your puppy where you'd rather they go, and most importantly, how to manage your expectations of your new arrival to make life easier on everyone. So please enjoy. Hey, Anne. Hi, Graham. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Ready to oh, go good, again? Talking puppies? Absolutely. <laughs> sure, what else will we be talking about? Oh, um, yeah, so we're continuing on with our, um, <laughs> I was going to say short series, our puppies, but Never. actually not. We the, don't the, actually the more do we short talk about things. it, there's more yeah. stuff popping up and it's great. People are asking more and more questions, so keep them coming. It's great. Um, but today we're going to talk about um, the, probably the thing that you're asked the most about in the entire world, which is toilet training. One of the most common puppy questions is definitely about toilet training. The other one is about puppy biting, of course, but toilet training is way up there. Yeah, people (laughs) And we talked a little bit about that, but definitely toilet training next, yeah. Yeah, yeah, toilet training is definitely up there. Yeah, and not just um, to say, not just for puppies, but this this would apply to... um, other dogs that that are being rehomed and moved around at, at, at any age as well it yeah. can be it can be an yeah. obstacle for them there are some i suppose more specific things that go on with adult dogs or dogs that yeah. we would might be assume you know that they would have been toilet trained before yeah. um uh, it's it's i think puppy toilet training is definitely easier if there's you know if there's oh, yeah. adult dog um toileting stuff it can often be a little bit more complicated actually mm-hmm. um and so the puppy toilet training most of the time the vast majority of the time is much more straightforward even though it doesn't mm. feel like that when you're you know up to your ankles and puppy pee <laughs> stuff like that but it is way more straightforward than when there's adult trouble with it yeah yeah of course um okay so let's start with um <laughs> good old expectations mm. so um what so I have have a, a new puppy or I'm about to get my new puppy and I'm I'm planning ahead right hopefully mm-hmm. and it's saying oh. right so what should my expectations be of my new puppy regarding toilet training like how frequently they go and all of that kind of stuff yeah so I mean low have low expectations is well, what always, I think yeah. I would have yeah <laughs> now it'll depend you know some um places where a puppy has come from you know they might have been doing a lot of proactive stuff and mm. really if the earlier the better that a puppy is you know baby baby puppies are introduced to a separate area for toileting that's separate from their bedding so really as soon as yeah. they can start to walk because obviously mum cleans them for the first couple of weeks and then mm-hmm. that starts to kind of wane when they can uh, walk you know, well I say walk I mean that's very generous description of what puppies do they kind of drag <laughs> themselves around yeah. kind of fall around really very like, cute. yeah very cute the little slugs really you know <laughs> so when they're kind of you know two to three weeks old once they have um they, they start to move about they will start to seek or try to seek out um a different spot from where they sleep to, to, for toileting mm-hmm. so if that can be provided and uh, for them that would give us a really good head start that you have a puppy that's starting to move to you know toilet training or to toileting and I suppose the thing where the expectations comes in is, is that we need to understand well, what are the actual physical abilities in terms of toileting or holding it that that puppies have and it they don't have any abilities. That's just, yeah, yeah. This is, these are not well developed in, in puppies. And really, you know, it's not until they're about seven months of age, and that'll differ obviously across different individuals, but till they're around seven months of age before that's really, you know, starting to mature and they're better able to hold it for longer and and that and kind of control it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, 
but really new puppies new just home like 8 10 11 12 weeks we have no expectations there no. um they are going to need to go to the toilet really frequently and they'll they'll need to go more frequently at certain times so for example after eating after drinking when they mm-hmm. wake up from a nap after excitement after activity so it's kind of all the time, all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. if they're not asleep they need to go to the toilet basically yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. you know and they really can't hold it for very long like we often say no. oh they can you know possibly you know really at a desperate level they can hold for kind of one hour per month so like an eight week old puppy Mm. two month old puppy is about two hours but that would be you know pushing it really for puppies so just because they might be able to push to that it doesn't mean that we should you know leave them that long without access to toileting um you know because we don't want them doing that and really the important thing here is is that puppy does have access to somewhere separate from their bed and their feeding area so what we call uh functional spaces um Mm -hmm. so like dogs like to have quite well-defined functional spaces so a place where they eat a place where they sleep a place where Mm. they hang out a place where they do this do that the other um and obviously with from a hygiene point of view it makes sense that animals would have evolved this tendency to from a very young age to move away from where they sleep and live to you know to a separate space um for toileting Mm. and that's something that's you know programmed as part of puppies as well but if young puppies so before you get them home are reared in a place where that isn't find and where they just have one area that's kind of pretty much uniform they will Mm. toilet everywhere and Mm. um you know so that's actually quite important and should be a consideration when you're choosing your puppy um because like like i say toilet training is definitely one of the major concerns that new puppy owners will have and there are things that can be done to make sure that this runs smoother for you and one of the things is to look at well where have these puppies been toileting up till this point um Mm. and what sort of access have they had to to, uh, these functional spaces how have they been defined and delineated and you know what can where can puppy go and does puppy have an understanding that they can move away from where they sleep to um to, to, to a toileting area and that's actually really important from a toilet training point of view to give you a kind of a head start it can be really tricky if you have a puppy that's just been toileting everywhere anywhere and everywhere basically that can be really tricky for you even though they're only eight weeks this is something that you know has been established or puppies are looking to establish from the you know for four or five weeks before that so you know we want them to have that head start and because that's going to greatly help with uh, whatever you're able to put in place then Um, and of course the other expectation then that people will have is not just about you know how often puppies go but how long does toilet train training take mm-hmm. and it's you know how long is a piece of string is kind of you know you can yeah. get very smart yeah. about this um <laughs> but like like i say physically they're not really you know holding it you know, capable of holding it physically until they're, you know, kind of the, the seven month mark. We're kind of talking about them being better at being able to do that because yeah. all those muscles are maturing. Um, but, you know, if you're, how do we, you know, I suppose the question then is, what do we say then is, how do you know that the puppy is toilet trained? And I suppose we have to be careful with that because mm. we're saying, you know, if, let's say our puppy is four months of age and we say, oh, he's toilet trained now. Um, but we know that if he was left, you know, possibly too long, he, the, the best will in the world, um, if he was left too long, he just isn't able to, to hold it. So there are, I suppose, mm. two sides to that response so i would say you know things like well has your when was the last time your puppy had an accident so where did they toilet inappropriately and Mm -hmm. if it was within the last kind of you know if they weren't clean over the last kind of two weeks kind of thing well then i'd be 
go and no, we we have work to do. Um, and I suppose you could you could bring that on and become a little bit more advanced with it and say, well, does your your does your puppy let you know that they need to go out to go to the toilet? Do they alert you? Do they do some behaviour that indicates they're asking you know even if you miss it asking to go you know they're maybe at the back door or whatever so they're seeking Mm -hmm. that out and they're actively doing behavior to um to to seek that out so you know that can be months down the line really and i suppose the thing is is that if you have a puppy under the age of really seven to nine months of age depending on what type of dog it is and their history and all those sorts of things we're probably not going to be guaranteeing any sort of reliability unless we're still bringing them out relatively frequently uh, even Mm. up to that point so I suppose the expectations can be low you can have expectations and Mm -hmm. it's definitely possible to do this and um, I'll say this now and you'll have loads of people saying oh well I just did it within two weeks my puppy was done and sure that's probably your puppy but that would not necessarily be the pattern uh, that we would see across all of the puppies um, I suppose so low expectations and really realistic expectations they're babies we don't expect um, infant children to be able to hold it for any length of time which is why we you know we put nappies on them or we you know do all those different things Um, so I mean we, we, we need to have the same realistic expectations of puppies as well yeah, for sure. Like uh, normally with, with our volunteers, when they ask that sort of question, what we often say to them is you can certainly teach the puppy an idea of where they should mm-hmm. be going pretty, mm-hmm. you know, pretty quickly if you're if you're on it and, and bringing them out regularly and stuff like that. But they'll still for a long, long time still uh, potentially still have accidents. Yeah. So I think we're, we're, we're obviously going in with that low expectation mm-hmm. thing as well and then preparing them for if they're going to a, a temporary border or something um, for you know an overnight or a weekend or a week when the volunteer has gone away for a week as well mm-hmm. just saying to them again this is a new environment they actually yeah. need to be shown where to go there as well so they might be toilet trained in inverted commas in your house but yeah. they need to be shown in this house and this house and this house you know what I mean yeah. so yeah I think they can have a good idea, like I said, of, of where to go, but still have no ability to be able to, to kind of hold on to it or choose when, mm-hmm. they, when they go, when they're super young. Yeah. So I think that goes for for all of them, really. Yeah. yeah. And like that's, you know, that's the way to view it. I suppose there are different levels of this, really, aren't mm. there? That, you yeah. know, that we have baby, baby puppies that, you know, just don't have any capability to physically hold it. And mm. then we'll have older puppies or adolescent dogs uh, and even adult dogs in some cases where, you know, there's something in the environment that may be impacting how they're toileting or where mm. they're toileting or how comfortable they are, such as a change from one home to another, for example, such as feeling safe enough um, to go. Mm -hmm. outside or go into a space where they're vulnerable Mm -hmm. you know and people will often say oh my dog doesn't toilet out and walks and that can be just because you know it's kind of overwhelming Mm -hmm. and they're you know they're they're unable to kind of feel safe enough to to actually squat or whatever and then they're Mm -hmm. desperate to get back in to the garden at home to go to the toilet immediately um you know and that can be quite common in puppies as well Mm -hmm. um in young puppies um as well and uh, as they they kind of hit kind of sexual maturity that's soon starts to change because they're trying to you know kind of get the notice of other dogs yeah. um mm-hmm. and they can start to they'll use um toileting obviously to do that to mark mm-hmm. and stuff like that and to respond to markings that they sniff yeah. um and and those sorts of things so i know that's not a thing for the guide dog puppies but it's a, a general the other puppies it's oh, a, they it's still a do it of course they do they don't know their yeah. guide dogs at that point so. no they're still dogs yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a thing that 
um, for sure years ago when I started uh, it was it was certainly something that was more kind of you know uh, like we really don't want them doing x y and z and I was kind of like well this is kind of you know they're dogs this is going to mm-hmm. happen do you know what I mean yeah. so I, it's it's something that you can certainly if you're managing them and how we would do it is like doing you know shorter walks little enough yeah. and if they're training walks and stuff like that so it's easier to manage when they go and yeah. of course we're trying to put it on cue with the clients mm-hmm. in mind later on as well so that all helps but yeah I mean it's it's a totally natural thing and you would still have yeah. dogs that will go past the pole and go oh that smells good Ooh, yeah, the, yeah, the leg yeah, goes yeah, up yeah. you know and yeah, that's of course, it I mean of course. yeah yeah it's a, there's a bit of a, a you know an automaticness to it isn't there you yeah know, exactly something and there is yeah. I think there is functional brain kind of links between um peeing and sniffing in the dog brain so oh, I yeah, think yeah. you know yeah. when they when they sniff the brain is kind of activated and starts to say prepare to toilet yeah <laughs> that's what's coming you next. can see it happening <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah, see it yeah. you know, and on our for, uh, volunteers bases when they're walking in Liffey Valley or something like that oh. with the puppy and they can see oh no he's got to pee yeah and i can't get out i'm too far from an exit yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Liffey Valley like, is, there's huge gaps between oh, the, like man. you can be right in the middle and be miles yeah. from every door yeah yeah <laughs> um and you just uh, they're often delighted when they have their first accident and say myself or francis or whoever is with them so that mm-hmm. we can kind of just be calm and say listen this is gonna happen and nobody yeah. cares do you know what i mean yeah. once we clean it up yeah and usually the staff are amazing and in, in those places they're so well uh, used to us bringing puppies in <laughs> yeah. over the years they're just like oh he's so that's cute. what you and get come over you, with the map you know what i mean course, um, yeah, but it's it's more terrifying for the oh yeah <laughs> for the per person oh it's like, mortifying you know, oh god especially yeah. with pee because it tends oh, yeah. to go everywhere everywhere um, and those tiled much floors rather a poo yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that you yeah. can whip up pretty quickly well yeah providing it's a providing it's a clean one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. and again if, you, if they're in an environment like that probably temperatures up they're panting a little bit more they probably would have more maybe a loose stool uh, as well you know what i mean so yeah it's all it's all great the drama of it yeah yeah, exactly yeah so uh and actually it's just made me think of um things like training pads because it's something that i we maybe wouldn't use training pads say in the house for our uh, for our pups and stuff but they're actually really handy to carry around in your pocket mm, for those yeah. accidents in uh, shopping centres and stuff like that. And you, I'm sure, have come across other things like um, that they could be used for in, oh, instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they're really handy to line crates or in the car for vomit and all those sorts of things. And like you say, they're really absorbent, so they're very handy to have. <laughs> really I have are. them in my car all the time just in case. Yeah. So they're yeah. really handy for those sorts of things. But the thing is, is I know you you guys don't use them, but there are situations where an indoor toilet or puppy pads or whatever you want to use yeah. may be useful. And they can be useful to line an indoor toilet. So like where we might use turf for fake grass, which is what I mm-hmm. recommend if, if, a do- if a puppy needs an indoor toilet, um, just because there's a similarity there from that substrate to going mm-hmm. outside. Um, and the puppy pads can be really handy to line that because, like you say, they're super absorbent and they're really mm-hmm. easy to clean up and, and those sorts of things. And you buy them in bulk um, and have them. They're kind of a useful dog thing to have, aren't they, really, uh, yeah. for so many different kind of functions. They work in loads of different ways yeah. for us. But, you know, um, like with indoor toilets, we do have to be careful with that. And I think, you know, that works for a lot of people sometimes 
you need to make sure that and it can, you know with people uh, in apartments for example it can be really difficult with a puppy that you're just not going to be able to get up and down yep. and in and out really regularly or with bad weather and I think sometimes mm. it can even be a good idea you know if you live in a place where there can be really severe weather it can be a really good idea to teach your dog to use an indoor toilet because there can be times where you just might not be able to access outside and, yeah. and that kind of thing yeah, you know so really you to think yeah. you have to kind of future proof and think about and I know I've seen trainers who live in Manhattan and stuff like that training their puppies to go on concrete because obviously when they're going to be walking their dog they don't have you know necessarily ready access to green areas you know if you live in a city or you know the the apartment has a car park underneath it and you might not you know if the weather is really bad you might not be able to get out to the green areas you know those sorts of things so it's about thinking well what will my puppy need you know, yeah. because that's what toilet training is about. It's about mm-hmm. helping that puppy develop an attraction to toileting on a particular substrate. And generally, dogs prefer to go to the toilet on, and I mean, like just when they're just toileting, so not necessarily marking, that's different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for just toileting, they generally prefer to go on something that's kind of absorbent so that yeah, it's kind of, of cleaner takes it away from the surface. And that means that the dog can move around the area and, you know, it's not it's not unclean for them I suppose um but um so that's why you know they'll go on the carpet or they'll go on the jacket if the jacket is on the floor they'll go on the shopping bags that have been left on the floor all of those things that's why they'll do that uh, because a lovely absorbent toilet you've put down there for me um yeah. so we actually have to start thinking well you know so most dogs will prefer to toilet on grass as a result of that or most puppies will or some sort of absorbent kind of surface or a nice fancy um, rug in your house yeah yeah so we have to think about that then is that what going to be available to my puppy when they're older you know are we always going to have the available you know access to grass and things like that um you know always you know and yeah and that kind of thing and also t- working on toilet training exercises in different weather i mean in ireland here i mean we get rain all the time and mm-hmm. i mean my dog won't go out in the rain and his mum was exactly the same she was like you know allergic to rain yeah. and i mean he will go I don't know, 16, 18, 20 hours without toileting. If we have a day, you know, where there's just rain constantly because he won't have gone overnight because he doesn't go Mm. out at night either because, you know, it'd be cold out there and Mm. we wouldn't be into that. Even when it's 24 (laughs) degrees at night, we wouldn't be into that either. Um, And if the ground is wet, we would be thinking about now, you know, not going out. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm very lucky in that he just appears to be completely comfortable with holding it and will do that. Um, But also at the same time, that would be something that I would be thinking about for my next puppy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be thinking about, um, you know, helping them toilet, become more comfortable toileting in in rain uh, because rain yeah. is something we have a lot of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something we... I'd try and get the volunteers yeah, to do as yeah. well for us because obviously you know guide assistance community dogs they're they're out in all weather so yeah. we would want them to, to think of the weather as being yeah. obviously within reason nothing dangerous or anything ah, like yeah. that but like rain as you said like it's every other day in Ireland it's raining oh, so they yeah. have to be okay with that um and it's interesting it's saying but the the um substrates as well yeah. with with us we we when we're interviewing even we ask that in the interview like what substrates have you got in your garden and a lot of people have moved to things like astro turf yes, and stuff like that yes. now from real grass and yes. it's funny it sometimes that doesn't bother the, the the pups and others it really does they're like yeah That's, this is not in real grass and um, but for our especially the visually impaired clients they often have a toileting area mm-hmm. for the dog that's concreted specifically to make it easier for them to yeah. locate and clean up the the dog's toilet you know for kind of obvious reasons so yeah. 
if we have them go to a garden where it's mainly grass and we don't actually try and help the pup be comfortable to go on any surface then it can be a problem because if you're bringing them to somewhere like Liffey Valley and they haven't gone in the last hour and you need them to go on queue hopefully before you go in so that you can have a nice clean walk (laughs) hopefully Um, and there's no grass anywhere anymore there's just concrete everywhere so um, it's better if you can I presume for all puppies as well not just ours that it would be great for them to be um, comfortable going uh, wherever yeah. on and on, on wherever but we always warn um the volunteers as well to, to take up any of their nice rugs in the house as well yes. before oh God, they yes. arrive because yes. that would yeah. be anything absorbent yeah. that's on the ground mm. or that puppy has access to it will become a toilet yeah just you know, take it up yeah, yeah yeah it's just and and can be chewed as well so it's good it's a oh, good yeah. idea all around yeah, <laughs> to yeah. remove these sorts yeah. of things and <laughs> you know when you're put when you're thinking about puppy proofing that you're removing those sorts of things and getting them away from from puppies because uh, puppies love those for, they have multiple functions for puppies I suppose yeah. very entertaining in lots of different ways um, and yeah. so you know just preventing that ever becoming a, a, a hassle but yeah I think that's a really good point about any puppy um, mm. you know helping any puppy become versatile in terms of you know where they're comfortable to go to the toilet because actually retraining retoilet training adult dogs is actually quite challenging mm. and I would say you know they're definitely some of the ones that I the calls that I kind of go oh god this is going to be you know a bit of a mammoth task you know I'll take all the biting and the barking and all that sort of <laughs> stuff but toilet retoilet training yeah. adults is often really challenging and a kind of a, a longer term kind of thing that we you know we want to get done um so um i think it's a good idea to be thinking about that versatility early on and Mm. making toileting and on lots of different sorts of substrates and in lots of sorts of conditions and making that really available for puppies and making it really attractive for them um Mm. and making it safe for them to do those things and you know and something like snow like we wouldn't have snow here very often Mm. and over the last i suppose decade i suppose uh there's been kind of a few times where we've had snow for a few days you know you know it's been very extreme relative to what we normally Mm -hmm. have here uh which is very little snow and like lots of dogs had trouble um, um, with that with toileting with snow because there was no grass available until the snow mm. started to subside a little bit and things like that so you know it's it's having thoughts of that and I mean I, I don't have a way for you to practice teaching your puppy to to toilet on snow you need like that fake snow like it's on youtube somewhere I <laughs> yeah, guarantee yeah, i'm sure oh, i'm yeah. sure there's some some tool you could use but just covering you know with tarpaulin or you know a plank of wood even just covering some of the grass in the garden um yeah, so that, yeah, you know the snow doesn't so fall there, and then you can just pull that zone. up so that you have a little toileting area for them can help. Um, yeah. You know, so you don't have to shovel too much. Um, but who knows? I mean, we might not have snow like significant snow for another few years here. You know, um, but uh, it, it's it, it's unusual here. But in other places, obviously, it's more common. And with climate change, God knows what sort of winter we'll have. Who knows what'll happen? Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all yeah, becoming more extreme. Yeah, it really um, is. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in every way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point for people um, to you know uh, boost the versatility in terms of toileting because you don't really you know know what to expect when puppy is older and the more stuck they get if they only ever to- get to toilet in grass for example um well i mean that's what you're going to have then as mm. an adult dog that's really yeah. you know the body thinks that the only way it can release this stuff is on grass mm. and uh, doesn't really you know 
can't really do it in any other context. Um, So, and that can make it really, really difficult uh, later on if grass is, Mm. for whatever reason, isn't going to be as readily available, you know, so that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So another question that I get asked a lot anyway, you know, especially with, with, um, Families with young children and stuff like that. Can I teach yeah. the puppy to go in a specific area right. of the garden? Yeah. And yeah. obviously, my first answer is well, yeah, you can you certainly can. try. Um, and <laughs> yes. uh, but um, yeah, w- what we first need to obviously focus on is that anywhere outside the inside of your house is 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 better than than having the accidents yeah. inside first. So we got to mm-hmm. we got to work on that. And yeah. I know you were saying earlier on that possibly depending on the puppy, they might be able to hang, hang on to it for an hour or so. Like we tend to be on the other side just to kind of have people aware to 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 know that they they may go really frequently. Mm-hmm. So they may when they're awake you know, after all of those uh, things, like you had said earlier on, after play sessions or after eating yeah. or drinking or waking or anything like that, we would <laughs> kind of, yeah, we would kind of say to them to have this kind of defined boundary, you know, they would have a different area to go out of the house, to go on toilet yeah. to, but yeah. that they're brought to um, every 20, 30 minutes in, in the beginning, just to yeah. kind of get the people to really to be thinking about it, be thinking about yeah. it. They, they will not go may, no. maybe all that time. And obviously, what we would say to them is, is to mark and and reward obviously when 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 they do uh, go outside mm-hmm. and and um like i said earlier pretty quickly they can have if you're really honest they can have a good idea of oh out here is more beneficial for me to go if yeah. i can make it outside um yeah. but yeah. um so to- <laughs> toileting in a specific area of of the garden like <laughs> i'm sure you get asked this uh, um, as well oh, all so the time how yeah. would you approach it then? like again it is definitely doable and i i 100 agree that like really our first priority is getting them going in the appropriate place first rather than you know getting mm. too excited about making it very specific and things like that and we do just have to be careful some dogs can be really um sensitive some puppies and some dogs as well oh, yeah. and that if we start to put on too much pressure about oh yeah, you yeah. have to go within this you know these very narrow parameters that mm-hmm. can kind of slow toileting yep. and it can make them want to avoid toileting and mm-hmm. avoid toileting in front of you oh, and yeah that can definitely um, cause things to get a little bit harder. So we do want to be careful. So I think I, I would agree with you there that really the first priority is let's get them out really frequently, um, you know, kind of, and, and also what that allows you to do is it allows you to gather some data. So you start to go, oh, well, this individual puppy, because all puppies are different. So, mm-hmm. you know, and some puppies might go, might be quite well able to go, you know, and potter around and not show any interest in toileting. And for quite some time, for 45 minutes, and then another puppy is kind of going every 20 minutes, um, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think going out really frequently and then you can start to go, oh, well, he only goes every second time we go out. So it's only once an hour or once every two hours yeah. or whatever it is. And then you start to be able to form a pattern and that gets your puppy into a routine and once you have that routine then then you can start to extend that time as they mature um Mm -hmm. you know so like i think that's a really important uh, thing to get going with um and you know so that would be the first thing to be doing is to get that kind of get it under some little control that you can Mm -hmm. predict when it's going to happen and once you have it then then you can start to say well i would much prefer you know, for whatever reason, for ease of cleanup, for hygiene, for, you know, 
the gardening thing you like your garden or whatever um and <laughs> plants and all that stuff you don't like your garden well no. i simply <laughs> don't like it it's i've no, no real interest in it yeah. i keep dogs hey, so me too you know i don't care it's yeah. just those things are often not conducive so and i no. i i've i've no green fingers whatsoever and nah, completed a biochemistry either. degree without doing any plant stuff <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I take that as a win. Like, I think wow. that's, a, that's an achievement, uh, I feel. Yeah. And yeah, and even though I taught <laughs> biology at uh, level levels five and level six for like 12 years, um, mm-hmm. we did very little plant biology, I have to say. Sorry, <laughs> students. We, I, 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 <laughs> I left out a lot of the plant stuff. The plants. Yeah, I know. Mm. They're wonderful, but I don't them. get it. Oh, no, yeah. I absolutely do. Yeah. I appreciate them and they're fantastic and they're super <laughs> complex, but it's just not my thing. Uh, mm. But anyway... So, yeah, so <laughs> um, this is all my secrets are coming out now in this toilet train. Oh, podcast. not all of them. We're getting there. No, though. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting juicy now. <laughs> Plants. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then, you know, then I think once you get that, so that's a prick predictable that you have a good idea okay puppy is going to need to go around this time or in mm-hmm. this context or after these events um and these are the signs that they show to tell me that they're you know thinking about going and i can get them to a better spot you know rather than inside um yeah. you know then you could once that's predictable and under control then you can start to go well i'd really prefer the puppy to go over here providing we don't have a sensitive puppy and putting that pressure on them isn't going to you know kind of send yeah. them you know the other way and, and kind of worry them a little bit which can happen mm-hmm. uh, and does happen and um you know and then you can just have you know have your puppy on lead for example have a little area fenced off and it doesn't have to be anything elaborate but just yeah. having a you know a, a little a short little small little fencing that you just temporarily temporarily stick yeah, up chicken um, wire and a few yeah, little pieces yeah, of wood yeah exactly um yeah. doesn't have to be elaborate at all and and then making sure that you're rewarding them when they toilet there <clears throat> Um, to make that well worth their while you know and the thing again with toilet training is is that you just don't provide other options you do really good management to prevent the puppy toileting yeah. elsewhere and accidents will happen and you just take it on the chin and move on yeah. um you know because they're not robots and mm. uh, and their body will let them down and all sorts yeah. of conditions, <laughs> situations just like it does ourselves yeah. um you know so it's just a question of you know collecting that information keeping that data and keeping kind of you know little uh, a little spreadsheet or whatever or have a little chart on the fridge or whatever so that people can kind of record when puppies going you know what their toileting is like how they're doing how quickly what signs they showed yeah, that's toileting thing. Diary yeah, is great. yeah yeah i think that can be really helpful particularly if there's multiple people in the house that are going to be um you know kind of supervising and helping with with toilet training so that everybody can kind of keep an eye on what's happening and it also allows you to better predict and you can also tell then you know if your puppy does have an accident well maybe that's really unusual for them to do that so it, it's yeah. possible that they could have a little infection or they could have yeah. a little funny tummy or you know they mm-hmm. could be ill and it could require extra attention so it's not just that we're going well you know we don't really know what the pattern is so that could mean anything uh, or nothing um but you know having that pattern in place is a really good idea and i think you know if you're going when we're talking about going you know toilet training and toilet training in a specific location i think we have to backtrack a little bit and just make sure that we have a good idea of what a toilet training procedure looks like because mm-hmm. people think oh well, we'll just let the puppy out in the garden and they'll just eventually go and certainly you can do that <laughs> and that often happens with summer puppies and then we come into the winter and the door starts to be closed and we suddenly don't seem to have a toilet trained puppy yep. anymore you've probably mm-hmm. seen that too oh, and yeah. i 
you made a good point about making sure that we're, you know, that this is a very different area, like that we're crossing yeah. a threshold and this is different. So sometimes if mm. the back door is just open all the time, the puppy oh, is yeah. just, you know, there's no real boundary. Mm. There's no real threshold and they're kind of just toileting wherever they go. And that's mm. puppies will do that. Particularly, yeah. again, think of the background of your puppy and what experiences they had from kind of three weeks of age, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of accessing, being able to access a separate area. And again, it's that defining a particular place for toileting. Mm. So it's, you know, so once we have an idea, we're, we're actually physically going out with puppy and going to the place where we want them to toilet with them, um, mm. you know, and we're being boring and we're doing that before there's any activity mm. that's, you know, because I kind of say, well, this is a business area. This isn't a play yeah. area. This is for business. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we're, you know, we're um, going with them. We're hanging around. We're being quite boring. We might hang around for a few minutes and if they don't go, we bring them back inside and maybe confine them to their bed so that they are less likely to have an accident and then in a few minutes time we bring them out again bring them out again yeah exactly yeah. and one of the things that we need to be really careful of is if you are going to reward them with food don't mm. have your food kind of ready to go because what can happen is puppy will yeah. squat <laughs> hear the rustle of the plastic bag and or stop. whatever yeah. and should yeah. then they'll stop and they want their treat and you give them the treat and then sure they can't hold it and as soon as you get back in the door they've you know it's out of them again on the floor yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. you've undone all your good work so yeah. i often say to puppy owners when you're going out leave the food up at, near the door say it's still outside mm-hmm. or just inside the door whatever you know whatever way the logistics work for you and have it in a little tub there and then go off and toilet so that when puppy toilets you're not you know you're waiting for them to finish and you're not moving back to the food and put until puppy moves away from where they've toileted so that we're making sure that we're encouraging puppy to empty that they're not just doing a little squirt and then getting yeah, their yeah, treat yeah. you know oh, yeah. because that's that doesn't help anybody we want puppy to actually empty so you're keeping an eye on them and then you're running over and you're all excitement that was great job well done and we'll have our little treat party and then i think one of the really ignored um or overlooked should i say um kind of parts of a toileting procedure is to have a little fun time after that one of the mm. things that people do is is puppy toilets they get a treat and then people go on about their business and puppy is like wait a minute yeah every time i toilet I'm just ignored, you know, yeah. or worse, you know, you, they put the puppy straight back into their bed or their crate or their pen or whatever or into another room and then go out and leave the house. And yep. the puppy is like, what the, this doesn't work for me at all yep. at all. And of course, puppy tries to hold it. Yes. And then we bring them back in. Here, <laughs> this is familiar to you, and uh, you've heard this story before. Yeah, and of you bring them back inside, and within ten minutes, they've toileted on the floor. And mm. the person is like, "But I took them outside. I just did. did. I gave them the treat. I've been doing all the things." And we're mm. like, "Yeah, no, I know you've been doing all the things." However, <laughs> yes, we also need to do this thing. So yeah. even if it's just you know a minute and a half of having a little bit of fun time with them and hanging out with them even if it's just cuddling it might be just having a cuddle with them Mm. you know sitting on the ground with them and letting them cuddle in your lap if it's night time you know or nap time particularly that can be helpful just so that they're not going straight from toileting straight to being ignored Um, Mm. because I think that can have a longer kind of impact Um, and what I tend to say to people is, is if we have toileting issues particularly with puppies and there's no physical stuff going on so there's no infections going on there's no other physical contributors other than 
then, you know, often I what we do is let's have a look at the toilet training procedure. What are the steps that you're doing? Are you actually doing them? Is everybody doing them? Yeah. Um, you know, what are we doing? And often that's where the holes will be. And we just have to tweak the procedure a little bit. And uh, and, and then we can get back on track. That's usually where the, the problem lies. So get your procedure right first. You know, mm-hmm. get it right first. And then make sure that you're to a point where your puppy's toileting is predictable mm-hmm. um, or certainly more predictable. And then you can start to refine it and do all the, the fancy things like getting them toileting in a particular area. Yeah. Very fancy. Altogether. Mm, very fancy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's cool. I think that's um, that should be um, a nice starting point for people mm-hmm. anyway, to know if they're really coming into this, not really. There'll be some people listening, obviously, that have a good idea of doing yeah. it, but I, I, what I find with our volunteers, it's it's really interesting as well because a lot of them will do it again and again and again, and they they find from puppy to puppy, it's wildly different to yeah. the last one, um, yeah. and also you forget really really quickly, um, and and you know how how you did it or wh- what it was like, you know. Yeah. But um, they often ask us as well. So when do we stop? Um, reinforcing it you know and we actually tell them to never just just mm-hmm. keep doing as uh, as you go because we're trying to put it on cue as well so it's something yeah. that we really want to to hold um, yeah. long term and pass on to yeah. their 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 uh, guide dog owner assistance dog owner mm-hmm. um so would you say the the same I then? tend to say to people when they're reliably toilet trained, so we have this track record of the of no accidents, the puppy is or the dog is asking to go outside. They know exactly where they toilet and they know to ask you to go out. They mm-hmm. alert you in some way. It's very clear that they're want they're doing behavior to get outside. So at that point, I think you can probably, you know, and I'll say things where we can be selective. So, for example, that you can just feed for uh, really long wheeze, for example, you know, so they right. really empty, for example, you know, um, so it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit easier on feet super, for those ones. The super but smart guys yeah, break it up to get yeah. more food. And, mm. uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, um, I, uh, and, and then as we go, you can kind of reduce it after that. And, but I would say to you still always have a little moment. Like, I mean, to this day and I'll be out with clients and their dogs will toilet and I'll be effusively praising verbally praising or oh, feeding yeah. their dog oh, and yeah, the client yeah, is yeah. looking at me yeah. going what are you doing mm. like the dog is seven or something like that and I'm like but I really like a toilet trained dog like yeah. that's just behavior that makes my life so much easier of course. Uh, on so many levels so if I really like a behavior I'm going to nurture it forever and Fair I mean, my dog is 10 and a half and I'll still mm. well done good good job well done for toileting like an, an yeah. entire male dog toileting is not exactly a foreign concept to entire male dogs <laughs> yeah. uh, you know and but i'll still be like oh well done good boy and i'm sure people look at me going god she's nuts um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a natural but, thing though yeah but i i just yeah. feel you know that that's behavior that i really appreciate i really like that my dog is super clean in the house and is really clear about asking to go outside and even if he's sick you know like with a funny tummy or whatever he's never had an accident in the house in, in that context he's always been able to ask and you know be very clear and saying i need to go outside and get 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 out there and do that do whatever he has to do um you know so i really appreciate it so i would say you know ongoing i'm going to be enthusiastically praising and um making 
appropriate toileting a really valuable thing for them and on the other side of that i mean we have to say is you know don't scold puppies for having toileting Mm. accidents you know and i know sometimes it can be very frustrating and i totally get that you know and and raising a puppy is difficult yeah (laughs) i think everybody (laughs) thinks it's going to be sweetness and light and something Mm. off instagram but it's not it's oh god no it's hard work Mm. um and you know, or an adult dog. Don't don't scold anybody oh, yeah. for toileting. Obviously, no. uh, yeah. not, not just puppies, because mm-hmm. the big problem that you have there is is you know all of the other things. But the really big thing in terms of toilet training and where that causes problems is is you'll have a dog that doesn't want to toilet when you're around. Yeah, that's a and nightmare. That, yeah, and mm-hmm. that just makes toilet training so much harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so much longer. And I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that toileting is something that dogs have to do, and they have yeah. to do it every day. Like it's not, you know, it's not something that they can choose or dip in and out of. They have mm. to do it every day. Why would we want that to be a stressful situation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and it's associated with stress as well. And we definitely don't want puppies going in behind the sofa to toilet or to hide to toilet when you're, you're gone. And people mm. will say like, well, you only toilets when I leave the room. And that can be related to stress, but it can yeah. also be related to toilet training history oh, yeah. as well. She's gone. I can go now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, that would be like, if you can imagine and you know when you can't find a toilet or something like that I know boys are different in terms of plumbing but um, (laughs) but like it's very it can be very distressing if you you know if you're desperate you need to go to the toilet and you know and it's very you can't go because you can't access a toilet or you can't find one or there's a queue or it's not clean or you know all of those Mm. things so there's a lot of we have a lot of kind of superstitious stuff uh surrounding toileting and it's the same for dogs and we don't want this to be a more stressful thing for them so it's quite important and and not just that but also because you know it really slows toilet training basically is 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 our main concern yeah we're talking about this it really slows it yeah i think about God, our first dog when I was small and obviously my yes. dad was in control of the toilet oh, training yeah. and that was, well, it was, it was to rub the nose in and oh, yeah. all, all that stuff. And when, when it was only years later that I realized, God, Pearl, Rocky, stereotypical yes. first, first <laughs> dog, Jack Russell Cross came from the country, family uh, puppy um, and uh, finally got one. I was over the moon, but yeah, Pearl, Rocky, like it, for him to learn to go outside he had to have awful things happen to him multiple right. occasions in different areas of the house and then finally go in the garden and nothing bad happened to him for him to go yeah. oh I'll just go here now yeah and and that's and that's that's what happened but uh, to get there was all this horrible stuff that had to happen to him back to back and say it's just so much easier to actually just bring them to the place that you want them to go in long term set them up for success and say you know, if you go here, you're going to get something nice. And uh, naturally, they're going to choose that over time um, yeah. and it'll get easier and easier and yeah. much, much quicker as well to do it that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Way, way quicker. Um, yeah, definitely. I would 100% agree. It will be so much more efficient in terms of toileting if we don't if we don't have scolding or even starting them. Like sometimes the puppy will have yeah, an accident yeah. and somebody will go, oh, you know, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. And, and whatever. Yeah. And, and it's an accident a, sometimes. Yeah. They're like, oh, shit. And it's a yeah. completely natural response, but that can actually be, you know, quite startling for puppies. And that, yeah, can, yeah. that can do sufficient damage uh, mm-hmm. to that there. So or that, a, ch- a child saying, uh, mommy's oh, doing yeah, a poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screaming or, <laughs> yeah, shaking like, about it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah. It can yeah. easily happen. Easily and, happen. Yeah, and, and totally natural and nobody's yeah. doing anything bad no. uh, deliberately, but it, it's just to be something to be aware of. Yeah, and of course, of course, the main the main things that we're doing in toilet training really is, is yeah, we have to have the pr- pr- procedure and we're collecting all this information and we're, you know, recording it. And like you say, a little toilet training diary, which I think is a good way of thinking about it. Mm. Um, but, you know, the main things we're doing is we're supervising and we're managing. Yeah. So we're preventing putting puppy in situations where they're going to have accidents, accidents and we supervise diligently um, so that they don't have access accidents. So, you know, that's the old adage. If your puppy has an accident, roll up the newspaper and bop yourself on the head because somebody wasn't supervising or managing properly. Uh, it's not on puppy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll joke and say to the volunteers that you, you'll feel like doing or saying things sometimes when you've, yeah. you've tried everything and then they still have an accident and they're looking up at you going, is this where you want me to go? <laughs> And you're like, when you say you go into another room and get yourself a really thick pillow or a cushion (laughs) and scream whatever you want into that and then come back in and smile at your puppy. It's really important. And kind of make it, like I said, it's it's easier for the puppy when it's kept light and fun, you know, Mm -hmm. to to learn. And uh, it's our approach to teaching the humans to teach the dogs that way as well, Uh, you know, to to make it kind of like, God, if they go, that's your fault. That is not their fault kind of thing, you know, so. They're yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And and the kids are great actually at, uh, yes. at toilet training too. They're, they're often like, when you tell them, they're like, they make such great little trainers. They're like, yeah. okay, I'll just do exactly what, what, what Graves told me or, or whatever. And they, they do. And the parents would often say, oh, my, my daughter is, is amazing. The puppy will do everything for her. And I'm like, you need to watch what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do what they do. And yeah, children yeah. children are great at keeping an eye on, on parents. So they're like, oh, you're not doing that right, dad. Oh, you they're know? amazing so at telling you the truth yeah, when yeah, you arrive. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. unbelievable. Yeah, oh, exactly. And you and can just they see love... the parents' face. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought they could get goes. away with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so kids love like a chart that they can keep records of yeah. they like to collect data they're great little scientists yeah. and they love to do that kind of thing so giving really that the, giving mm. that over to children they like they like to do record keeping and so giving that over to them is often a really successful way of, of doing that I find that works really really yeah. well to employ them and it's a nice way of getting them to participate and to keep an eye on things and to feel part of the activity uh, in a you know in a safe kind of relatively hands-off uh, way obviously it's not safe for young children to clean up after puppies because there is no. obviously hygiene issues there mm-hmm. and roundworm is a situation that we mm-hmm. you know need to be mindful of so you know unfortunately if you're expecting young children to clean up after puppy uh that's not, that's not advisable no you can't get not. some of the adults to do it so forget yeah. about the, the children or they might do it in the, in the beginning and i was one of those you know begged for a dog and uh, yeah you know and, and then it was like doing everything for a while and then after a while yeah, it's for, for a mom to do yeah, it you know yeah, um yeah. but especially when you when you're a teenager you're like oh no i'm oh, way too yeah. cool to do this kind of thing but you still yeah. uh, let on not to care but you absolutely love your dog of course, of course. but um yeah. Oh God, it's bringing back all, all sorts of good oh and God, bad memories, like of course. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Primal scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Graham. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's brilliant. Well, um, well, I, I think I think that's 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 a, a really good place to um, to end it. And yeah. um, again, like everything else, guys, um, Anne and and Yed are are there for any questions, no silly yeah. questions Always. ever. They always end up, or they can end up being bigger problems if you don't ask them, you know, right. so ask and ask and ask away. Um, we're going to come back soon to do, I think, the uh, next one would be a good one to do, like the sleeping at night 
confinement training um, portion of it because that's another thing that people ask and it's a really important thing uh, to both of us that 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 gets it's done right in the in, in the in the early stages as well so yeah. i think that's what we're going to come back and and do very soon so i look forward Brilliant. to doing that with you and thanks Great. again yay thanks a million as talk always. to you soon all right talk to you again soon thanks bye. Anne. bye bye bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. Thanks again so much for listening today, guys. And as always, thank you so much for all of the positive feedback and your suggestions. If you enjoy the show, remember to please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review and recommend it to all of your friends and family to help us reach and help more people and their dogs. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter at BarksidePod and also on Instagram at BarksidePod to help grow our online community. If there are topics you would like to hear us cover in future episodes, please do share those with us on social media or simply mail us at barksidepod at gmail.com and we will do our very best to cover those in future episodes. Look after yourselves and your doggies. Thanks again for joining us and we will look forward to seeing you here again real, real soon.